Episode 39 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can find us at Busting Balls Pod on Twitter. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. And you can listen to us now on Spotify as well as soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or on the PWLM podcasting network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. Today's topic, the same old, same old. John and Jeffrey talk the era of nearly decade-long dynasties we find ourselves in with the European leagues and what could be done to possibly make them a little more interesting going forward. John, what's happening, brother? We're still champions, baby. It's been <laughs> 10 days, and I'm still on a high from it. Oh, God. <laughs> how high? How, how high? <laughs> How, how high? Well, <laughs> yeah, let's quote some uh, Method and Red Man here. How high? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And obviously, it got not even losing 4 0 to City takes a glass off that, you know? They, yeah, they, uh, yeah, what the hell was up with that? It was it was one of those games. It, until, I think it was until the, the first goal, maybe the second went in. It was a, a fairly even game. We had chances, hit the post. And um, after that, we were just a complete mess, basically. Um, Andy Ropton was all over the show. Joe Gomez was left on his own against Raheem Sterling. Yeah, it, it was just one of those to write off. You know, you, you'll take it in a season. With, yeah. And you know, we recovered today with, you know, beating Villa 2-0. So. Yeah, but that, that game sucked, too. <laughs> yeah, we, we were quite sluggish for a lot of it and then just woke up in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, when we bought Bobby Firmino, funnily enough, um, and Curtis Jones scoring as well for his first Premier League goal, which is a hey, all week. Hey. So uh, yeah, congratulations to him on to, today. It's just a shame there's no one there. To, you know, a scout to score in front of the cop would have been. <laughs> the dream, but uh, it was a bit quiet there, funnily enough. So hey, uh, before we get uh, too further in, uh, just to reiterate something I just said at the top of the show, uh, we are now on Spotify. Whoa, we're going big. We're showbiz. <laughs> yep, uh, you can search for us, Busting Balls Podcast. Now I do have to mention that there are um, at least two other podcasts called Busting Balls on <laughs> on Spotify. However, uh, not, none of them have anything to do with football. <laughs> and, and at least one of them uh, is a dominatrix podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I was wondering where you were going with that. So, uh, but yeah, th- th- there's like two com- two comedy related podcasts. Uh, one has an icon that looks like pool balls. 
Um, the other one has an icon that looks like a, uh, a microphone. No, we have the same image on ours as we do on Spotify, which is, you know, the guy getting <clears throat> kicked squ square. So, <laughs> so uh, from that old Bundesliga match. Uh, ironically, our icon is the reason why we can't get on iTunes yet. Uh, it's not because of the icon itself uh, of, of what it depicts, but it's because that's such an old picture we don't have a 1400 by 1400, you know, pixel uh, copy of that pick anywhere. So uh, we may be doing a logo change here soon because... <laughs> we have to, we have I'm, I'm sure we can find something somewhere. Uh, something, but uh, yeah, so unless you can, if you can come up with a higher resolution uh, pick of our... Uh, <laughs> of our uh, of our little logo there. Uh, hit us up, uh, bustingballspot at gmail.com. But um, there's a link, if you want to listen to this on Spotify now, uh, there'll be a link in the uh, in the episode description, too. So, so hey, or, uh, yeah, give us a listen. Uh, it's, it's good to be there. I, I finally decided, you know what, uh, I, I, we need to expand our, our reach a little bit. You know. Let's do it, and maybe we'll still do the me we'll maybe still do the medium blog uh, coming up. Well, you know, if if we get a few more listeners from the dominatrix world, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to our main topic. Hey, let's talk some Arsenal for a minute. Uh, four games, four wins on the trot. And frankly, the last one being the best of the lot because they were easily a better side than Wolves last night. That was amazing. That Hell was of a absolutely amazing. I was like uh, dreading this game, and of course, I'm dreading our next couple of games too because uh, we, we 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 have Leicester at home, and 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 the North London Derby is coming up too. Well, mid-table teams, you got no problem with those, okay? Uh, well, Leicester's not <laughs> a mid-table team. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, have, have a look from where we are, you know, in terms of points, uh, <laughs> they've not been particularly good for. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, we have four, four wins on the trot. Um, suddenly, David Luiz looks vaguely competent. It, it's a refreshing change, I must admit. Um, um, maybe this back three is working out. I, I, I must admit, I, th I wondered what he was doing when I saw it yesterday. I think you, you texted me with the, or the message with the team news. I was just like, what the hell? And no, absolutely worked. I mean, and look at this. Well, yeah, we, we signed some big contracts. I mean, we signed Cedric Soares. We've signed Gabriel Martinelli now. Um, and Bukayo Saka. And oh, yeah. both Cedric and Saka have scored this week. And David Luiz has also signed his new contract, let's not forget. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I got some issues with that, but, uh, you know. Uh, but even so, he still looked vaguely competent. Now, there's still the issues of Mesa Ozil and now Matteo Gendozi. Um, I think they're two different situations. Uh, Gendozi, at, at this point, I could take or leave. Uh, Ozil, I think, has been getting done dirty since Unai Emery. I yeah I I'm just thinking if if you got Urzel, you need to build a side around him and Arsenal don't show any sign of wanting to do that so but you same, don't want to spend in big money there yeah you know, on the wage bill particularly right. in a time when uh, we're likely to be seeing football clubs trying to cut corners 
Right. But at the same time, look at this core of young players. Like, I haven't seen a, a core of young Arsenal players getting regular time on the pitch in a long time. Oh, no. Um, like, it's yeah. been at least since, like, what, 2000, like, since 2013, maybe? Yeah. We like, had that core of Walcott, Wilshire, uh, Gibbs, Oxlade Chamberlain. Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Um, you. That's what you want. But And you notice how few of those <laughs> – are any of those players still at the club now? I, I think Wilshire's left now, isn't he, as well? Yeah, Wilshire's um, at West Ham. Yeah, I, I knew he was on. Had been on loan there, but uh... but yeah. Oh. Um, hello. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that that'll just be my son downstairs shouting at his computer game there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, John, compared to like the last few episodes where we've had this conversation, uh, it feels good to feel good about yeah. my club, so, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I know you had a, a fairly long and beaten wrong just before um, the season closed down for the coronavirus uh, lockdown, but it's been more impressive. It, it, it's been more, you know, you had a lot of draws in that. So now that you've got wins. Yeah. And, and, and we're through to an FA Cup semifinal, unfortunately against Manchester City. Well, they they can be got at. They, you know, they, they Chelsea showed us the other week that um you know they can be vulnerable at the back um and you have the pace and the firepower up there to hurt them it's just a case of whether you can keep them out even with the new defense right so you know it, 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 it's gonna be interesting the next the, the next week or so i mean obviously we play um lester i think on wait what day is that is it wednesday It'll, it'll be midweek because I know we have four games in 11 days. So, uh, yeah, we, there's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're getting, yeah, it's a game every oh no, it's Tuesday. So it, it's, it's a couple of days. Oh, Hey, uh, also that day, AC Milan against Juve. Huh? That's interesting. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay. So yeah, ours. Yeah. So yeah, let we, we, we host Lester on Tuesday. Uh, after that, we have uh, the North London Derby, and then we host your lot, and then we have Man City in the FA Cup. So, holy shit. You're going to have fun, then. Yeah, but then we have <laughs> Aston Villa and Watford, so, you know. You can live with that. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, Liverpool obviously can be gotten to, um, as we've seen. Well, yes. Um, you know, since, but... you know, since it's now meaningless. But uh, you're hoping, but we're still going to go for a points record here. So, uh, so yeah. anyway, well, yeah, if you're going to, uh, <laughs> if you're going to go for a points record, but uh, <laughs> so hey, we were talking about uh, people looking vaguely competent. Uh, where is West Ham? And actually, let's let's count Newcastle too. Where are West Ham and Newcastle getting off suddenly looking vaguely competent? Well, uh, uh, St. Maximin is looking very, very good for Newcastle for a start off. Um, very impressive. Was it three assists in the one match uh, in midweek? I think so, yeah. So yeah, I, I believe that hasn't been done for a long, long while in the Premier League. So, um, so yeah, it, they, they've got the talent. They, you know, if Joe Linton scores a goal, who knows what's achievable for Newcastle? Yeah, in, indeed. And then West Ham. I mean, my God, West Ham beating Chelsea? 
Oh, yeah, that, that was a hell of a game. And they had a goal disallowed in that one as well, let's not forget. They did. They did. Now, let's not forget, you know, on the other side of things, uh, yeah, so West Ham suddenly have a little bit of a cushion um, for the relegation run. Yeah, well, they're going to need that because I, I have a look at their fixtures. I don't think that's particularly kind to them off the top of my head. And uh, so, look, where was I? Uh, West Ham, yeah, Burnley. Well, Burnley, they might take points off, but Burnley aren't easy to score off in midweek. So, yeah. Um, but it, it looks as if it's coming down to one of Watford and Villa because Bournemouth look like they're they're uh, falling apart as well. They just don't seem to have any goals in that side, right? Yeah, many goals yeah, yeah. I think Eddie Howe may be back in the championship here if he if he sticks around. Yeah, and well, frankly, he's he's done a hell of a job for that. Um, Oh, I yeah, he it, has, yeah. There was a reason he was one of the options on Liverpool's shortlist when we got rid of Brendan Rodgers. Well, you know, he, I, he is also rumoured for Arsenal, don't forget, too. Absolutely, and to be honest, he, let's face it, he deserves a chance more than the, all those uh, those old managers who just get recycled between clubs usually get. So hopefully he'll have another chance somewhere else. Although, you know, he left Bournemouth, didn't do well, came back, and then <laughs> had his best period at the club, really. Yeah. So, but then again, be... yeah. Well, I mean, what happened to? I mean, a lot of those managers seem to have cycled out. Though, I mean, where the fuck's Alan Pardew these days? You know, where is you know, yeah, Sam Allardyce is 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 unemployed too. You know, that is a shame. Yeah, <laughs> shucks. Um, I mean, who else? Um, who, who else is on that? Well, Harry Redknapp. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he, he'll 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 never. We'll not see the likes of him again. Um. On the opposite... Oh, go ahead. Alan Polly was the head coach of Den Haag over in... Who? Over in Pardew Florida. was? Den Haag, he was. Oh, my goodness. He was. I believe he got he got sacked from there quite recently, actually. Well, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, but let's... Uh, you know, let, let, let's look at some other teams that are uh, not doing so hot. Uh, Sheffield United have only had one win since coming back. Now, admittedly, they got completely hosed on in those first two games. Oh, this, yeah, the refereeing decision. The, the, was, well, was it the well, and, and the goal line tech failing on them. Yeah, the tech thing was not good. And um, obviously, yeah, Henson was suspended for the match against United. But, yeah, they've... They've not been able to keep the goals out quite as well. They so they they have don't seem to be quite as organised since coronavirus. And obviously they um they lost Lundstram as well in the FA Cup game, if I remember rightly. So yeah, and well, and you know, and then they uh, yeah, we we managed to get past them. They they had kind of owned us this season, and now they, and then we were able to to come back against them at Bramall Lane. Yeah, um, whatever happens, they've had a hell of a season, which is, you know, they'd have been saying oh, when sure. they 17th, we'd, we'd be delighted with that. Oh, yeah, for but, sure. You know, how many promoted teams come up and make that sort of impact, particularly without that much spending? Yeah, no, 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 no. They, 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 they you know, before the shutdown, they were uh, on, a, on, a, on a complete run. I thought they would have maybe actually gotten into Europa League at one point, if not Champions League. But um, that's uh, that that that's not to happen. Um, I mean, I guess the good news is from this round of uh, of games is that hey, no matter what happens uh, tomorrow, uh, Spurs and Everton, uh, we're still above Spurs. So, and honestly, <laughs> at this point, I will 
if nothing else, I will take a St. Totteringham's Day. I was going to say, have you got the St. Totteringham's Day banner up yet? Not yet, but, you know, <laughs> if nothing else, I will take that as as a sign of improvement. I mean, <laughs> that, that hey. we're on the right path. So, meanwhile, Norwich City have straight given up. Have you seen or heard the comment Daniel Farka made yesterday? Oh, it's, what, what was it? It was, um, it was uh, something... Quote, after five losses in a row, it is no time for a fighting message. We don't have the right. You know, that in addition to uh, a, a number of Norwich players after they got, you know, beaten 1-0 at home by Brighton, um, yeah. stayed on the pitch just, you know... You know, you know, sulking, moping, you know, saying what the fuck. Yeah, I mean know. that's that, that game they needed to win. You know, it Brighton, given all, given the other pictures they've had <laughs> against bigger clubs, they're not like to take points off them. But you have to beat the other sides who are down around that relegation zone, and Brighton are probably safe off that, of course. Norwich, I think it that essentially is them saying we're done. Um, yeah, I, yeah, they, they they have straight. I mean, it's inevitable at this point anyway. But you know, just that. that I mean, they're not completely out of it yet. But yeah, that that's that's no good. They they, they have straight given up. Yeah, you know, you got what's it? Five games to go. Uh, they can get thirty six points. They need to win at least three games and hope no one else picks up points. You don't see it happening. You, the form is just collapsed completely you know, and T- Timo Puki is not getting that golden boot this year let's face it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I think we abandoned that a while ago <laughs> but yeah it's it's a shame I mean you know I, I don't mind Norwich City but they are seemingly the definition of a, a, a yo-yo club yeah um because I, you know, their last games are way to Man City. They're not taking points off that for a start off. Yeah, no. A Chelsea away as well. <laughs> and uh, the, the next two could be, uh, they've got Watford though and West Ham. So they're still going to play a, a fair part in that relegation battle. I mean, they, 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 they could have felt confident coming to ours, you know, coming to, to, to Arsenal because God, we, we were sucking right then, but you know, we washed them four nil, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they've. Have they scored? They don't think they scored a goal since we've come back. I'm not sure they have, have they? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and you know, what? I'm not going to look at this point. <laughs> sorry, no, no, they lost to Norwich, lost to Brighton, lost to yeah, lost lost one nil to Everton, lost three 0 to Southampton. Yeah, the only goal they've scored since we came back is in the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're they are not good, and and they're they are assured of being relegated at this point. Um, But let's talk about clubs that could be possibly replacing Norwich City. Uh, As we uh, look at the championship, they still, they have five games to go. Very, very tight up at the top of the championship. Leeds United are ahead by one point over West Brom. Uh, But they've taken, but West Brom took a loss to Brentford, who's now in third. Um, they are, you know, Brentford are looking good for the playoffs. Uh, as if the season ended right now, your, your Leeds will have won the, the, the championship and, and be promoted back for the first time since what, 2003. 
Yeah, since James Milner was playing for them, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Wes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wes Brom will be back up. I still think they, they completely hosed Darren Moore last season, but... They- um, Slavon Bilic is hardly a, um, a bad replacement. It's, a, it's an upgrade. It but is, but yeah, which, I, I still think Darren Moore got completely hosed. Totally. Um, so if, if the season ended right now with you know with five games to go, uh, your playoff teams are Brentford, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, and Cardiff. Um, however, we still do have uh, five games to go. Have you seen who could possibly, and I do stress the word possibly, uh, sneak, uh, sneak in. Uh, are we talking a team down in ninth here, just behind Swansea? Uh, we are, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Millwall have Millwall. hit a run of form. That would be, what, 30 years? I, I don't see them overtaking anyone bar maybe Cardiff, but, uh, man, that would be something. <laughs> that would be interesting, I, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember them being up last time. I think I remember playing them on live TV the one year. <laughs> oh, gee. yeah. Well, how about uh, yeah? Well, imagine the 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 derbies with West Ham. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that would be good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote. Please would agree. But uh, yeah. Meanwhile, while we're while we're talking the championship, let's look at the the relegation picture right now. Uh, if the season ended right now, your your team's going down to League One would be Middlesbrough, Barnsley, and Luton Town. Uh, Luton Town, I think, have been overachieving for a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, and on that note, I didn't realize that League One had voted to end their season. And I don't think we discussed it on this show. Yes. Um, so those playoffs have now begun. Uh, so that 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 started off that kicked off yesterday. Uh, your playoff teams. Well, let, let's look at at, at League One. Uh, it looks like uh, who came up. It was. Uh, uh, was it came, well, Coventry City are coming back up. Yeah, which which is as someone who remembers them as basically a staple part of the old first division and the early Premier League, it's it's good to see them back on the right lines because yeah. they've had and they, a hell of a time. Yeah, and they had a game in hand when they called the season too. Yeah. So, um, so coming up from League One are uh, Coventry City, who who are the de facto champions, and uh, Rotherham. Are coming up, or they're they're coming back up. Um, Oxford, your your playoff teams in the in the championship in League One are Portsmouth and Oxford United. That was a one-one draw at uh, at Fratton Park, and then Fleetwood Town versus. Now wait a minute, how is that right? Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. how how can this be right? Somehow, okay, so we had. Three teams tied at 59 points. Uh, yep. Peterborough United, the Posh, Sunderland, and Wickham Wanderers. Wickham Wanderers are in eighth. How did Wickham get that nod? Was it was, head-to-head? It, 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 it must be something like that, because otherwise that's fairly strange. Uh, mm. But... Um, that makes mm. no sense to me at all. Yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, we get to laugh because Wickham washed uh, Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town uh, 4-1 at Fleetwood. <laughs> they were down to 10 men inside the first, what, 10 minutes, was it, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Joey Barton never changed. No, it's all good fun. But the, there's a, a bigger story in League One this week. I don't know if you've seen it at all, but it's um, involving Wigan Athletic. Do tell. Uh, okay, so Wigan, um, they have they they changed ownership hands uh, about a month ago. Uh-huh. Um, and four weeks after they changed hands, um, after they thought they were going okay, they have been put into administration by the owners. What? And. It's uh, let me see what they do. It's a it's a guy called Stanley Choi, and th- there is a there's a Twitter thread on this, but it's essentially um, there's a big there was apparently a big bet involving the uh, that that ownership on Wigan being relegated. And obviously, weren't relegated, but if they get the twelve point deduction, down they go. And there is. A video of Rick Parry, the former Liverpool club secretary and current um, chief ex- executive of the English Football League, um, discussing those rumours. So what I think is the, the big question is, how are the new owners putting them into administration four weeks when there has been no material change in Wigan's situation and there were no hints of the administration beforehand? Oh, my goodness. What but yeah, the fuck? <laughs> there is something. Our uh, David Conn's got a piece on the Guardian. He's always a good writer on football and the, the business side of football. So he's well worth read. Um, and if you go on Twitter, and the club's MP has funny enough raised this in Parliament or writ or written to the Culture Secretary about it. Oh so, my goodness! This holy shit. Um. So, yeah, League One seems to be where all the intrigue is happening because now, I guess, remember, we all remember uh, Bury. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, yeah they, they got buried um, out of out of uh, the Football League. And now I guess there's, you know, now there's Bury AFC. I guess they are looking for their new manager. Yeah, um, it, it's because sort of, this happened to my, uh, my local club, Newport County, uh, okay, yeah, thirty years ago now, um, we we reformed the club and started off right at the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think everyone wishes Bessie um, Berry the best of luck, frankly, because it's a, a horrendous situation. You know, it's oh. it's taking the club out the heart of the community. Yeah, but I, mean, I still, yeah, I, I I I still need to know why why. The posh and Sunderland got dismissed over Wickham in in the League One playoffs. That makes again, it has to be, it has to be a head to head of some kind, because that makes no sense to me otherwise. Yeah, I need to look that up as well. So yeah, I think we we, we need to figure out what the why why this is because all right. So I'm looking at it and they um okay so. No, they lost 4-0 away to Sunderland on January the 11th. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I do not get it. And I see something about uh, Tranmere uh, looking like they want to, they're, they're going to be considering legal action. They have gotten relegated as well, as well as Southend and Bolton Wanderers. My God, how far they have fallen. Haven't they just? I mean, and then they got, they, they got a 12-point deduction at some point too. Yeah, they, they were living beyond their means for a long, long while, um, which is, is not the fault of the fans, but <laughs> the owners have basically hosed them for overtime. I, I believe they had a, a long-term benefactor who uh, who either died or had to sell up. I, I think he died off the top of my head, but they could not, yeah, and they couldn't replace any of the money coming in, so they were they were screwed when the cash flow went. You know, there there are so many scam artists in football that it's it's not even funny. You know, yeah, and they're they're always happy. You know, it's, it's just that the stakes are bigger these days. Funnily enough, yeah. used to be the local businessman putting the money in his back pocket. Now, it's it's the in multinationals. Yeah, and by the way, uh, just for for reference's sake, Fleetwood was actually down to nine men uh, at one point. So. So there you have it. Uh, so yeah, the, the the League One playoffs. Yeah, that, that there's some intrigue going on there. Um, it would be nice to see Portsmouth back in the championship. Yeah. Um, again, it, again, it was a club who lived beyond their means, but um, well, they achieved beyond their means too. Don't forget absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> would you would you have taken an FA Cup win for that? I, I think you would have. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, they did. I mean, that, that. Yeah, at a time when Harry Redknapp actually looked, you know, again vaguely competent. So. Yeah. So, you know, was, it, was it the first tro- proper trophy since the thirties or so? I think. So. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, yeah. So so there you have it. Uh, so that that's England. Let's let's move on because we've been like in England for like <laughs> what nearly <laughs> thirty minutes now. And we still have oh, yeah. uh, we still have a lot more to go. Uh, Werder Bremen are in the fight for their Bundesliga lives. Uh, the first leg of that promotion relegation playoff was a nil nil on uh, on Friday. So uh, that's or was it maybe it was Thursday? But um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So the second leg of that is on Monday. So I guess we're gonna next time we'll, we reconvene, we'll find out if Werder Bremen remain in the in the Bundesliga. Meanwhile, just to. The next couple of minutes are going to be uh, folding into our main topic, oddly enough. Uh, Bayern Munich win the DFB Pokal 4-2 over uh, Bayer Leverkusen. No surprise there. None whatsoever. Uh, again, Hansi Flick, his, his, the job he's done, Frank, over the last, what did he take over, October, was it, or November? Uh, since, I think it was November. Yep, yeah, since he's taken over there. They've played the the quality of football Bayern played has been through the roof, and they've got the results to show for it. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Um, they've just won again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure the hell did. Uh, moving to to uh, to Italy, uh, Juve handily won the the Turin derby. Uh, Lazio and Inter. Well, they both lost at home to AC Milan and uh, Bologna, respectively. Yeah. That's not a great result. I, 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 I was obviously I was watching the Liverpool games. So I haven't seen the latter, but <laughs> if, if you're chasing the title in modern in the modern leagues, you cannot afford those sort of losses. 
Yeah, so uh, Juve have a seven-point lead over Lazio, uh, ten-point lead over Inter. There are eight games to go. It's it's not over over yet, but boys are looking ever so unlikely at this point that we're going to get a challenge. Yeah, you don't see a club like that. Um, <laughs> Juve losing seven-point lead at this stage of the season. Uh, Atletico Madrid in Spain uh, suddenly have surged to third place. They started when we restarted; uh, they were in sixth. Uh, but look who's in in first: uh, Real Madrid with a five-point lead, and that is as much to do with Barca's failings as as Madrid's strengths, really. Yeah, you know. yeah. Barcelona are falling apart. Yeah, um, on and off the pitch, if event uh, if. if Messi's words this week are anything to go by. Um, you know, if, if Bartholomew is still going to be in charge, he doesn't want to be there. You can bet Man City will be uh, monitoring that one. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and that that they're in a mess financially. You know, they they just had to had the the deal with um, Arthur going to is it Juve you went to I think. Yeah, and uh, then uh, yeah, and and they picked up Pjanic. Yeah, and and due to some accounting shenanigans, it's it's uh, it helps their financial fair play position, and you know, yeah. you should not be running a club like that. The, like Barca are are going to blow up. Let's face it. When when Messi goes, who's going to charge Real at that point? <laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, at the same time, uh, you know, speaking of transfers, did you see uh, uh, Ashraf Hakimi going to Inter Milan? From oh, Borussia Dortmund, that could be a that could be a really good sign. Conte has built a such a good side there right now. Given another year, that could that will likely challenge. I think. Well, let's hope so. And again, we'll we'll get more into that uh, in our main topic here coming right up. Absolutely. But uh, but I'm going to end uh, bringing it over to my side of the pond. Um, the NWSL has begun their their Challenge Cup because that's the new format now. And mm-hmm. um, well, Chicago Red Stars uh, they're currently losing one nil, but that game's almost over to the North Carolina Courage, who beat them in the championship game uh, last year. Um, Red Stars, uh, as of right now, uh, one draw, two losses since re- since uh, that season has started. Uh, not good. You, you can Not, tell that they're missing Sam Kerr already. Oh yes. <laughs> well, who wouldn't, frankly, as right. the preeminent goal scorer in women's football right now? Yeah, right. And and she was there, and she got them to a championship last season. And well, uh, that doesn't seem to be happening right now. But um, meanwhile, Major League Soccer is still due to to kick off later this week on the eighth. Um, however, one match has already been postponed. And that would be uh, FC Dallas against the Vancouver Whitecaps on Thursday. Um, you know why? Eight I'm... players testing Eight. positive. You you cannot play that game, and thank God they did. Yeah, six players from FC Dallas, so the entire team is in quarantine right now. Um, two two Vancouver players. Have been have tested positive, so the team has to stay in Canada right now. Good lord! 
So, <laughs> yeah. So now it looks like, you know, the, the MLS is back tournament will be starting Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 8th. Uh, Orlando City versus Inter-Miami. That, that's a match at Disney World, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no it yeah, the whole tournament's at, at Disney yeah. World. Oh, yeah. No wonder they're kicking off with that, though, if, if it's the two local sides first. Yeah, but holy <laughs> shit. This is... Uh... So now, Dallas is is due to start on the 15th against Seattle Sounders. Uh, Whitecaps also that day against San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, this seems like a complete botch already. Totally. Uh, it's it's a complete botch. But you know what else is a complete botch? America? Besides that. Well, <laughs> uh, how about maybe a little closer to home for you? Go on. Uh, this was actual government guideline about the UK reopening with uh, you know, opening oh. the pubs. Pubs will be allowed to show the football, but only with the sound on quietly to stop droplets spreading when people shout. Are you out of your fucking minds? At that point, you know they do not know the first thing about football. Because people... Or, or, or COVID-19, apparently. No, no I, I understand that there's not spreading droplets, but it's just wear masks or something. Get people to wear masks, because that's the way that people try and stop the spread of droplets. Let's face it. Holy shit. They, they, yeah, it's they, they haven't reopened theatre for, a, I think, a similar reason, um, you know, or gigs. You don't have, uh, they don't want people, you know, getting emotional and cheering, spreading things. But then you get them reopening the pubs. And if you saw the pictures from uh, places like Soho last night, all of a sudden, oh, people who are drunk cannot, you know, suddenly cannot observe social distancing. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like somebody who's never been drunk before, it seems uh, like. Um, oh, also, you know it, or oh, trying to drink. You, you said this was in Soho? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so the state of Illinois is in stage four now, but you know, I, I've seen footage from Wrigleyville, and oh God, these drunk college kids in Wrigleyville are going to get the city locked down again. Yep. I can see it happening. It's, it's, it's amazing how the masks have, be, have become a political issue, really, because it really, really shouldn't be. Well, yeah, well, because, yeah, because we live in a society where, you know, basic safety and, and science and all that are political issues now. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yay. So, yeah, we're, we're all going to fucking die, aren't we? eventually yes but you know might not be till tomorrow at this rate well okay so on that positive note john do you have anything else for the uh no i haven't got anything to say apart from uh, you know let's uh, le let's uh on the good let, let's say we're going into something about things that stay the same no matter what goes on <laughs> oh jesus all right on that note coming up oh. today's <laughs> Today's topic, the same old, same old. John and Jeffrey talk the era of nearly decade-long dynasties we find ourselves in with the European leagues and what could be done to possibly make them a little more interesting going forward. Please, stay tuned.
always empty. Life ain't 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 always empty. Don't get stuck in the past. Say your favorite things at mass. Tell your mother that you love her. I go out of your way for others. Sit beneath the light that suits you. I look forward to a brighter future. Life ain't always empty. And we're back with the second half of episode 39 of the Best in Balls podcast. Tonight, for your entertainment, John and Jeffrey talk the same old, same old. The era of dominance by super clubs of which we in which we find ourselves and what can we do to make things more interesting yeah, yeah. so I, I, as i'm sure you've noticed from uh from listening to us you know either just in within this episode um yeah there, there's not a lot of excitement up at the uh or, or intrigue up at the top uh is there uh, the the bundesliga this season was, was was looking like it was going to be a fight to the finish, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> but, so Bayern Munich now have, you know, eight consecutive Bundesliga championships, in, and and just won the day of Bay Pokal yesterday. Yep, and similarly in Italy, you have Juve with their eighth straight championship. Yeah, and... that, yeah, well, the, and the going for a ninth. Um, I mean, the, it, it's still, it's still all to play for, but you know, it's not looking likely given the results yesterday. No, no, it's, it's they're in a hell of a position. Yeah, and, and, and course, the thing, and the thing is, look who else. You know, when we're looking at at Juve, the the teams who are, you know, nipping at their heel, you know, who are the runners up, you know, second and third runners up, have mostly either been Roma or Napoli. Yeah, who who aren't necessarily traditionally the challenges you'd expect up there. Yeah, yeah. We're obviously, Napoli had the period with Maradona, but but since not really. Um, you know, normally you'd expect the Milan's to be up there, really, as your traditional challenges. But you know, since right. Berlusconi left for the first time, um, they have they have been back there, and Calciopoli obviously um, broke Italian football to a degree. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, even even with the 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 two that got stripped from Juventus, they have thirty five championships. Mm. You know, they have thirty five Scudettos. Yeah, um, Scudetti, um, Scudetti, I should say. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just like even if you take away the ones that were stripped, I mean, so even then, Inter Milan, Internazionale had a five year run. Yeah, um, and it's and then again. As well, you talk, these are traditional giants. You know, you're talking Spain again, Real Madrid, and Barca, traditional giants. But 14 of 15, you know, La Liga titles between them, it's not healthy. It, it's you know, okay, these clubs that they are at the top of the pile, they're going to be, they're never going to be too far away unless they're in a really, really bad shape by by their standards. But you know, Bayern, um, but it's, it's a Bayern will, they, they, in the past they've accepted, they'll, they'll lose the odd title because you sort of have a rolling run of clubs who will come up to challenge them. You know, you've had in the past, you had Wolfsburg, you've had Bremen, you've had Klopp's Dortmund. 
and and you've got no one who's close to them now. Um, in part, I think this is down to the finances of football these days because these are clubs who are in a position to be able to afford all this. Right. Well, I mean, let, let, let's take a look at France too. I mean, since 2012, oh, since 2012, uh, PSG have won seven out of those eight. Um, have won seven out of those eight uh, uh, league one titles. The exception being in 2016-17 when that was Monaco. But even then, uh, PSG uh, were were runners up that year. Do you know who the cha- the the two the three champions before PSG? I I were Marseille up there. Mar- Marseille Olympique Marseille in two thousand nine two thousand ten. Uh, 2010, 2011 was Lille. Lille, I remember that. That was uh, Jerusalem, wasn't it? Uh, no, 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 that wasn't. That was 2011, 12 at Montpellier. Montpellier. Yes. So, and before, but before then, who owned the two, who who owned the two thousands? Olympique Lyon. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's. By the, yeah, way, um, th- by the way, th- this is a stat that I, I cannot believe, but um, you know who are the the leaders of the 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 co leaders of the 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 winners in the profession? Let me let me restart that. Who are the winner? Who are the 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 leaders in in league and championships in the professional era? I'm gonna go San Etienne. Oh, very good. Very good. I would not have called that. I would have I, I, said Lyon or Marseille, but no, it's it's Saint-Étienne. Yeah, from basically that era of dominance back in the 70s, as well, I would expect. Um, obviously, that they loom large in Liverpool's folklore in the uh, in the first European Cup win. Right. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and the thing you were looking at, Monaco broke PSG's dominance for one year. What happened to that team that summer and the summer after? Oh God, they've been getting washed ever since then. I mean, they've, <laughs> they, they've looked horrible since then. Yeah, that team got picked off. Of oh course. yes, yes, it did. <laughs> and and I'm quite happy with that with, from Fabinho, obviously, point of view. Mbappe going off to obviously PSG saw him. We're having a bit of that, right? But I mean, let, let, now you know. Let, let's talk Scotland too. Celtic, even though. Much like PSG, their title this year was by decree because they had to end the league, you know, due to due to coronavirus. But that's still yeah. nine in a row for Celtic. Nine. Nine. Yes. It's, and that, that's, obviously, I, I, I like Celtic. That's fucking ridiculous. Yes, because Celtic only had, in financial terms, one rival, and we all know what happened to them. Yeah, exactly, and they got yeah they got bust down to <laughs> you know. But, God, but he, here is you know with with Scotland you're looking at the last champions not to be Celtic or Rangers was eighty three eighty four. You're talking thirty six. And that was years. that was what that was Sir Alex's uh, Aberdeen, Sir wasn't Alex it? Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. So you know, so what a remarkable feat that was. Right, um, but, you know, but then there's Spain, and since since the millennium, there have been it, 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 since the millennium, it's been either Real or Barca, and with Barca having a slight edge, 
at least since the millennium. Um, yeah, you had a Deportivo were in it, were they briefly at the start? I think weren't they in uh, Rappersville? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. So yeah, since, since the millennium started, uh, yeah, nineteen ninety nine two thousand was was Deportivo La Coruña with uh, Barcelona coming in uh, as the runners up. We, yeah, so starting from 2000, 2001, it's either been Real Madrid or Barcelona. The only exceptions, again, being Valencia in 2001, 2002, and 2003, 2004. And then it had to go all the way up to 2013, 14 with Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Cholo, how long has Cholo been at Atletico? Yeah, he's been there since uh, 2010, 2011, I think. Yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a length of time to be there, and a hell of a job he's done. Let's let's yeah. be, he's he's kept them up there, even though, you know, their, their players get poached off them quite regularly. Yeah, because... and, and and furthermore, he, he's making a run for it. He may he may live to fight another day. At, uh, I mean, you know, for the last two years, for the last previous two years, Atletico were in the runner-up spot, too. Yeah, against Barca. Yeah, um, part part as well, I think, because Real seem to prioritize the Champions League as they do. Right, but I Which, mean, but even so, I mean, we're talking about it since the millennium started. I mean, if we even if we just take for the last decade, this has been mostly Barca. Yeah, it, and again, this is this is partly to do with the way Spain's TV deal has been set up, which. Favors Barca and Real to a ridiculous degree. It, it it's almost there to stop people getting competitive with them. Right, and then you know, plus you know how you know how, how many you know income tax evasion cases have we heard about coming from Spanish football? <laughs> I've I've lost count. Um, I yeah, right. Lost... No, but it, no it, it, this is a serious point because I mean. Look at the, the the types of folks who have been nailed by this, include up to and including Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, I think Diego Costa at one point too. I yeah, think, I, I think I, maybe I could be wrong. I think Xabi Alonso got to try to get them once, and they did. That's the one case they didn't win. Yeah, so but, I mean, it's it's insanity. It's yeah, and and the as the thing you're looking at there, it won't tell every season because it won't go on the pitch. But it's very difficult to compare, to compete with clubs who can, if they see a challenger coming, continually buy the best players from the challengers to keep themselves on top. Yeah, well, I mean, so so that's where we're at right now. I mean, how you know when you look at it this way, and then let, let's take this to the Premier League. Believe it or not, the Premier League actually has the most diversity where that's concerned, which is amazing given all the oligarchs and and everything else that's in the Premier League. I mean, again, that's what it makes do the TV deal here. I think Um, it's it does distribute the wealth reasonably fairly. Yeah, obviously it'll favor the bigger clubs because they're on TV more. Um, they get a bit of great shit by pay- get finishing higher up the leagues, but the you know the the money does come down to to the lower clubs, even the lower clubs in the league who can afford good players at that point, which makes the Premier League a little more competitive. Right, but I mean, even so, we still had you know we even so we still have you know a, a Leicester City, yeah, 
wins a wins a league title. Yeah, uh, again, what, what was that? A five hundred to one shot. It, it was. Yeah, they they would don't expect that sort of thing to recur for by the odds on it, but for for oh, a, yeah. I mean, in our lifetime, our children's lifetimes or their children's lifetimes, if they ever have any. Right. You know? I mean, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, there's been more diversity. If we just take it in the 2010s, you know, from from 2010 11 up till now. Yeah. You know, United only only won two, even though they were the dominant team for like the first two decades of the Premier League. Yeah, well, they were coming off a, a title hat trick coming into the decade. Let's not. Uh, yeah, be... exactly. Well, right, exactly. But I mean, it, okay. So United has, you know, just in this in this decade, uh, United have two, City have have four, but then yeah. we also have Chelsea with two, Leicester City's shocker in 2016, and now Liverpool for the first time in 30 years. Hey. Yeah, but we we are and were a relatively big club, so arguably it's we've been underachieving compared to everyone else. But you look at those titles: who's won it? Um, United, by their own efforts off of the field, very rich club uh, coming into the decade. City and Chelsea, who have six of those titles. Look at the backers they've got, and look at um, what Chelsea have been able to do now. In when everyone else is cutting corners due to coronavirus outbreak. They've been able to go out and make a couple of big name signings to improve their team. Right. But Whereas I mean, Liverpool okay. had to cut the corners. Liverpool have got there by being very, very well run in every department right now. Whether that's sustainable or not, I don't know, because obviously other clubs will look at what we're doing and try to copy it or try to improve on it. But for now, it's working. Yeah, it's just. It... I mean, again, when you, when you look at this, though, it's like it, it's almost like it's weird that the Premier League of all of all leagues is the exception that proves the rule here, because yeah. every because every one of the other major European leagues that we've discussed all have these dynasties going on that these un you know absolutely unbroken dynasties right now, you know. Yeah, we have uh, you, know, you know obviously Barca and Real other uh, top clubs there. But yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Let's face it. That's that's one dynasty. That's one that's combined one, yeah. dynasty. <laughs> yeah, it, it's what it's it's two clubs, <laughs> two different sides of the same coin, really. Despite yeah. the ethnicities. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's if if you're well in, I think if a club in the Premier League is well enough run, it can come up. It, even you know Arsenal back in the day. I I know they had um, Danny Fishman's injection of cash and Wenger coming along. But they were able to do uh, what Liverpool did. They they were able to run better than um, any other club were at the time. You know, Wenger improved the standards that way. Hopefully, uh, Klopp's up will improve standards that way. Um, There's always room for a club which can, which is big enough, you know, which I would say on the level of Arsenal, um, Liverpool, and maybe Spurs, if, if they had the vision to actually, you know, make a push while they were on top to break up that, to, to make it have a shot at the oligarch teams there. But, you know, um, Man, Man City recently, you, you're talking, what's it, 198 points over the two seasons. You said, <laughs> no one's competing with that. That, right. that was a potential there. 
and they've had a hell of an off season by their their standards. And you know they they're just going to go out and sign another three or four players to try and uh, you know try and basically have two or three good enough squads to win it. You know, City's reserves could probably win the Premier League in a normal season. Right, and I mean, and we 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 we've had that you know phenomenon happen too, with che- especially with Chelsea. You know, at one point they had like twenty five players that they signed that they just sent out on loan. These guys never play a, a single minute of football for Chelsea. Oh yeah. You know, now I think that that has gone away in a, in a in a large in a big way. To a, to a certain degree, but again, it's to do with you're looking at the clubs who are able to run the big first big first team squads. Um, they can then they're also at the moment competing for the for the youth players. They they're all looking to get their hands on good players as young as possible. And some of them won't work out, but the ones who work out will pay for it. We'll pay for that, you know. Um and and someone at the team that are re- really getting on this well and hopefully can make it work a dormant at the moment because they just signed this week a kid called Jude Bellingham from Birmingham. Oh yeah, City. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Jude Bellingham and uh, you know and well but at the same time they also just lost Atraf uh Hakimi too. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It's it's a replacement for, with a young player, and if he works out, it's great because you know, the, Dortmund will make a lot of money off uh, Yard and Sancho when he goes. If he goes, if he goes, yeah. So the the one thing that's probably going to keep it competitive for that is that someone like Dortmund will offer these play these players playing time, um, which you look at City, um, Bayern, Real Madrid, they almost can't afford to give the young players. Um, time because they want success now and they want to sustain success. And the inevitable thing is, young players will have off days. There, there is no a young player is still learning. Even someone like um, Phil Foden, who's looked really good for Man City in recent uh, recent weeks and months, he you know he's he's not first choice there, and he he will have days where he's not quite on his game compared to the rest of that side. Right. But I mean, at the same time, you know, again, the 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 rich clubs are always going to be able to get the the big players because oh, yeah. you know, again, because you know, much like baseball in America, there's no such thing as a salary cap in football. Yeah. yeah. And now there, there's financial fair play, but that's not the same thing. No, that that's a compromise system that's been introduced. Um, it it essentially militates against teams being able to go up in the world unless they they're exceptionally well run um because the thing with baseball not having a salary cap there, there is no reason because it's it's a it's a one country thing with no promotion or relegation so there's you know there's no financial hit to them with um with football how do you impose a salary cap it's got to be a worldwide thing hasn't it and uh, uh, other, i mean it, it does but i mean at the same time, you, you said baseball doesn't, you know, what was your reasoning for baseball not having it? Base, baseball is, it's essentially, it's in it's a one country sport, or so, two countries, obviously with Canada as well. Right, um, but so is the NFL, so is, so yeah. is NBA, Just, so is the NHL. They all have salary caps. I yeah, believe Major it, League it, Soccer it, does too, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, uh, baseball has no excuse for not having a salary cap, essentially. 
football, it, it's just the complexity of administering a worldwide sport with that. Because, and again, it's, it's a case of how much power do the super clubs have, essentially. Well, I mean, you could administer it by league. But, I mean, how does that change for a team that's like, you know, like, say, Norwich City, a yo-yo club, they keep going up and down, you know? And, you know, someone like Norwich won't hit a salary cap, whereas a Man City, a Man United, um, even Liverpool and Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea they will Spurs, hit. you know. Yeah. They, they will run right up against the cap. And, and then I think all you're going to see is a sort of accounting trick that Barca tried to have pulled with uh, selling Arta and then getting Pjanic in return. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of that trickery going on. Well, they, they, they could do what uh, they could do what uh, Rangers try to do too, but uh, they got caught eventually. <laughs> so maybe oh. not. But you know what? I, I, I think like in Scotland, I think in Scotland where there's not that much money to begin with, yeah, you, you could definitely you could definitely do a salary cap there. I yeah. think. Yeah, um, obviously, from a club loyalty perspective, you wouldn't necessarily be in complete favour of it. But Scotland, you go. Know, what what's the point in the Scottish league right now? Because essentially, you know who's going to win every year. Yeah, right. And I, and I know that the the, the, that the the rumor is is oh yeah, well if you know Celtic and Rangers leave the Scottish league, well. The, then nobody's going to watch the Scottish League <laughs> because I, mean, I, I, I hate to say I hate to say it, but Ireland. Say again. Does anyone watch it outside Scotland and Northern Ireland? Right. I mean, it, it, exactly. I mean, let, let's face it. Who 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 do you want to see in the Scottish League outside of the outside of the old firm? Take the old firm out of the equation. Who's left? Who that who, that, that, that has any appeal? There's no big draw there. No, you know. Right. And, I, and I'm not saying this as a as a Celtic fan either. I'm I'm saying look at it logically. Who gives a shit about the Scottish League outside <laughs> of Celtic? Yeah, because it's again because it's so uncompetitive and it's been uncompetitive for decades. Yeah. And, and, again, and, and I agree. I would love Celtic to actually have like a challenger other than you know the zombies. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love for that to happen. I think that would be great. I think it would be fantastic if an Aberdeen or, oh, God, who else is left? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Motherwell, I think, at the moment. As Mother, well. Mother, yeah, Motherwell was looking vaguely competent there for a minute. Hibs, maybe not Hearts, because they just got relegated. Um, yeah. But, you know, it seems like, you know, a, you know, a Hibs, a, a Motherwell. Yeah, any, anyone. An that, Aberdeen. To me, that would be the best thing that could happen for Scottish football, would be for someone to be competitive at the top. And I do wonder how... Because the long-term thing is, yes, I can understand this. it's in the self-interest of these super clubs to maintain their position. But in the long term, who's going to give a shit if someone is winning the league year after year after year after year? I know there was some... I, I suspect it's a, a quite a dodgy study done by some by marketing companies which said... Uh, having one big team is good for a league because then it's some, you know, it's the heel essentially in, in wrestling terms, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> shout out to our network, to our other network. Uh, but, um, I always. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I get that, but I mean, again, it, it, 
Yeah, I mean, you, you you have your New York Yankees, you have your I don't know, uh, New England Patriots, you have your Detroit Red Wings, you know, you have your 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 team that everybody wants to hate, but you know, even then that that changes over time. Like, can you over can you honestly say that you hate the current Chelsea or Manchester United teams? Can you honestly say that you hate them? No. We're- you know, you might you might get bored by the dominance of them. I mean, Chelsea Chelsea are slightly different case this year because they're not quite up there because they had the transfer ban last window, obviously. Right. Um, Man, Man City obviously they play a fantastic sort of football. They've got um, Guardiola in charge there, and it's frankly, you know, what whatever else you say about him. He's an exceptional manager at the very top level of the game when he has the players to work with who can, you know, play to his demands. Right. Um, no, even United. I, I can't I can't hate him hate Man United that much because Marcus Rashford, let's face it, <laughs> has been a hero off the pitch. In right. Recent weeks. Oh, yeah. That, and there, there's no denying that. But I mean. Um, no, you. I, I, I mean, it might be to do with age as well. I, I, I used to hate Man United, obviously. Oh, yeah, same. I mean, <laughs> they're like one of my most hated teams. But at this point, how do you look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and say that this man inspires hatred, you know? No. Or even, no. A, or even a Frank Lampard. I mean, does Frank Lampard inspire hatred within you? Um, okay. No, no the, the other members of that Chelsea side he was in might have done. but uh, Oh, yeah, John no. Terry can kiss my ass. You know, forever, but Absolutely. but you know, it, it, you know, you look at things, and I, I remember, you know, one one thing that that a salary cap might benefit is that we don't get the era of the super teams anymore. Because I just and, and I just remember one of the quote one one quote that always stuck with me that you remember when you know the whole big deal in the NBA with the Miami Heat when LeBron. Went there, so they had suddenly had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and you know all the you know they built this super team down in Miami and they you know they yeah. fell short of their stated goal, but they still won some championships. I just remember like when you had like players like Bird and Jordan being interviewed during that time, and they were saying, "Well, if you could have all been on the same team, you know, would would you have taken it?" And they resolutely said, hell no, because we always wanted to beat these other guys, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, I, you, I mean, you, you remember what led to the NFL salary cap. It was the fact that the 49ers and Cowboys were outspending everyone, but you still had that rivalry up there. Right. So you had the, you had the two clubs that everyone loved to But the Patriots, I can understand people hate the Patriots, but you're talking a club, in, in an era of parity. I think it's only the Steelers even come close to them this decade in being competitive for that long, isn't it? Eh, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, the Steelers haven't really been that competitive since, uh, since the Super Bowl, since uh, Super Bowl forty-five. Oh, yeah. But um, I mean, they've barely but, been in the playoffs since then. But I mean, well, and don't forget too. Yeah, th- th- there's another reason why everybody hates the New England Patriots is because they've been caught cheating <laughs> so, constantly. Yeah. And let's face it, you wouldn't be surprised if any of the Super Globes were caught out in that sort of way before. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, 
Oh yeah, we, yeah. If we find out that you know, like a Real Madrid or a PSG, or or oh, fuck it, why not Celtic? We're cheating in some respect. No, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, Juve was caught cheating <laughs> back in two thousand six. Yeah, and yeah, um, by the way, we, do, we don't necessarily mean you know Sergio Ramos in the Champions League final a couple of years ago. We just... <laughs> not not that you're better. <laughs> never, never. Never, god damn it, concussing a goalkeeper. Anyway, <laughs> destroying a man's career, damn it. But, oh, boy. Yeah, they did yeah, kind of destroy his will. career, didn't he? <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. Oh, they boy. Push the rules. It's it's going to happen. And I mean, there's, you know, I mean, I mean you know, there, there's the old NASCAR adage, which, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, I, I don't know how true that really is, but you know. Yeah, but at, at the top, you look for the marginal gains in everything, and sometimes that's going to spill over. It's inevitable. If you're pushing boundaries, sometimes you're going to step over that boundary. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think maybe. I, I mean, as football got you know more willing to try technological advancements you know even though you know the Premier League has gone out of their way to sabotage VAR in my humble opinion it's not been well implemented no but you know at the same time I I think that maybe we could try some financial advancements too and I mean let's face it the rich clubs are going to be rich but I think that if you do maybe institute a limit as to how much you can spend and maybe it's on a sliding scale which was of FFP, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and but we all know how that worked out because you know the rules were written by you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. So, but you know, with with that being said, I still think that you know th- there could be a, uh, I mean, th- th- there could be some parity in football, and you know, it, it'd just be good to see like uh, the cycle turn, and maybe you know we get some other teams in there. Absolutely, challenging because... the dominance. You know, I mean, for all, for all the money that everybody criticizes RB, you know, you know RB Leipzig for spending, they haven't still haven't won shit. No, because you need to spend that over a long period of time to get yourself in a position where you can sustain the challenge of Bayern Munich over a whole season, even because Bayern, you know, again they're a really well-run club. Generally, look at them; they they. No one sustains it over 38 games like they do in Germany. Yeah. It's, and, and, and they have their business 30, model. Well, 30, 34, because they only have 18. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, and they get a winter break, too. So An actual yes. winter break, not the half-assed one that they tried implementing yeah. in, in the Premier League. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, Southampton leading Man City 1-0 as we wrap this up. Hey, so yeah, our, our lead's back up to 23 points. Well, what can I say? Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, there's still, uh, you know, the, the second half just only just kicked off. But uh, uh, the only the only goal coming at so far coming at the 16th minute by Shea Adams. Hang on, someone who's not Danny Ings scored for them? Good you know, Lord. Yeah, funny, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> so... Anyway, obviously we're not going to solve the problem here in in a in a half hour segment on a podcast, but uh, no. you know I, I still think you know looking forward, I think there needs to be something that happens because I don't know if I can deal with a, a full decade of some of these teams being the only winners in their leagues. 
yeah, where, where does this discussion go? Where, you know, a lot of football is hope in turning up every Saturday, Sunday, you know, mid, bad midweek. If there's no hope, yeah, what's the, yeah. Well, then why are you here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're not here to compete, why are you here? And if it's you know the the table's already set for someone else to 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 take it, then you know why bother? So that that's what we're getting at. Yeah, if you're here, someone else has got all the food, and you've got the few scraps. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and that's the thing too is I don't know how it is, and like I mean, obviously we don't cover the Brazilian leagues, or, you know, the Brazilian league or the Argentinian league. Yeah, they they're set up differently, aren't they? I think the Brazilian yeah. league has two yeah. year. It's so. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh, clearly, I mean, we 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 tend to focus on the European game on on this, show, you know, for the yeah. most part. But yeah, so. I guess we'll see how, how it goes uh, going forward. John, do you have any uh, final comments? Um, I, I, I would just say, again, football, you're talking this year, it, it's been the money year, essentially. Uh, it's always played a part, but it's it's distorting things to um, a ridiculous degree now because there was no... It was a Wild West almost in financial terms, and we still haven't solved... <laughs> the problems of our wild west yeah well i mean and considering too you know this is an era of pointing out financial you know or or, or economic disparity yeah you know so all right well with that this has been episode 39 of the busting ball podcast this is up on twitter at busting ball pod email us busting at gmail.com uh you're listening to this either on our own feed soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls the PWOM network now carries us, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can now find us on Spotify. Search for us, uh, Busting Balls Podcast. John, any final words? Champions. <laughs> you know you can't miss the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm milking this, man. I might have another 30 years yet. <laughs> well, that's true. You might not. All right. Well, we'll probably be back in about two weeks or so. So until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you. Good night.